Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Oh, my goodness. Hope you had a great week this week. I'm Dr. Mizzy Hood. Welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. I think everybody got their Friday started early. Or they're actually just really, really tired. I think the body of Christ is overly tired right now. But don't you be. Don't you be. Um, there's a lot of good things happening right now. I've actually got an interesting word for you today. Um, it's just as exciting as the last one. But it's actually to try to keep you going, I think, because a lot of people, I think, at this point in the juncture have, I, th I think we're just wanting it to be over with. Hey there, good afternoon. Everybody, it's like a slow start. It's been a hard week. I have to say that. It's been a hard week. Been getting attacked in your sleep. They're attacking our sleep. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Dr. Miss a happy Friday. Hope you're having a great week this week. But it has. It's, it's been kind of hard warfare-wise. We told you this would now. As we start entering into C2, remember April 30th through September 15th is your C2 process. It's where you start developing the mind of Christ. I'm going to challenge each one of you to try to enter into it. I also want to uh, encourage you to try to get as much deliverance as you can before it starts. Because if you don't, it's going to eat your lunch this year. And it's already God's already giving us a heads up on that. He's telling us for people who have been uh, disobedient, uh, disobedient, you're going to have a hard time. Hello, Miss Warf Romer. Not warfare, I read your warfare comment, sorry. Warfare is increasing though. It's increasing. And um, the only thing I can tell you to do, praise around you, stay up in, in the spirit of the Lord, stay near him, get immersed. It's part of the message today. But, and, and try to just work your way through this. Stay connected. I was telling our people, stay connected. And, and actually, I want to tell you too, whatever house you're connected to, make sure you're tithing. Because that connection, I know people get sick and tired. Make sure you're tithing into ground, good ground, first of all. But they get sick and tired of hearing about the money thing. But what you don't understand is that your finances connects you to the stream of living waters within that ministry. And so God is carrying you forward. And, and you know what I'm learning through this whole process? This is the best news of the day. For those of you who have been obedient, and I have to give you a big hands up and a, and a big praise God claps for you. Because... What people don't realize is when you're, it, it pays to be obedient to God. It really pays to be obedient to God all the way around. It does. But when you are obedient, what happens is even when your enemies start trying to come at you, if you're of God, if you're aligned with God, if you are right where you're supposed to be, praise God on that. It's good to hear that. Um, if you're aligned with God in the right stream and you're staying right, moving with the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, Acts 5.39 is activated over you. If something's of God, you're where you're supposed to be at the right place at the right time at all times. God's for you. And he's fighting your enemies on your behalf. He's not going to let anything happen. But, and that's a really key uh, truth for this part of the journey because a lot of people are getting left behind. And I'm finding that we're sensing a lot of that in the spirit. What's today's rev about? Today's rev is about entering glory. Not caught up in the fail, fail, but in the win-win, full immersion. Full immersion. So what does that mean to you? You're coming out and through. That's what it means to you. Um, if you haven't picked up on what's going on around you, uh, remember when I said for the past three years, if you didn't listen, you would lose firepower. Remember that? Been saying it for three years now. Um, well, 75% or 80% of the people who try to follow God didn't listen. Hence. They're sitting here losing firepower, just like God said that they would. And it's because you cannot come into this new move with the same old you. You understand? You cannot bring the old you into the new move. You have to let God change you, deliver you. And, and for people who have been in church all their life, they think they're okay. The problem is they're the ones that have been stagnant the most because of the spirit that infiltrated the church years ago under the apparatus of religion and got them away from the basics of love. Didn't mean to say that. That just came out of my spirit, but there you are. So I've never seen so much gnashing of teeth in my life with people revealing who they really are. Because whether you understand this or not, your sin will find you out. You understand that? You can't hide who you really are. Not in this place. You can't, you can't hide. It will find its way out in one way or another. So those of you leaders being pulled into offenses or being pulled up into the offenses of other leaders, Lord's saying, be careful. 
Those of you sheep called are being pulled into offenses of other sheep. Be careful. I'll say that really strongly in this hour. Be careful because if you touch those operating in this new level under these new laws, wrong way, you'll lose your ministry. Do you understand that? God is that merciful to tell you that before you get entrenched any further, you need to repent. You need to back off and let God let people, let God deal with those people who have refused to change and be changed because there are, there are three different groups entering in now. I'm going to go into that here in a second. He just revealed that to me today. But be careful because God is very serious about forcing believers to honor his ways again. And it starts on this new level. He actually tried to do it three years ago. He was kind of easing us into it, through trying to get us into deliverance. So what we're seeing right now when these people are teeth gnashing is the difference between self-righteousness and true righteousness or the Pharisees. And those truly humbling themselves to follow hard after love. There's a difference. And you're able to see the difference now. The prophets have spoken that. They've told us this would happen. It's already happening. So the Lord's saying, I'm bringing those who will listen back to the basics of love where the church used to operate. So we're being used and you're starting to see uh, the true aspects of God's heart show up in boldness and authenticity honesty but they're highly blunt because the hours late remember i told you when there there are four different parts to god's sword four different parts to god's heart 12 different parts to his personality but when you get into the fourth part of his sword it's really sharp the hours late so he's getting really sharp with the word really blunt to you and if you're stupid enough not to listen i'm going to be so bold as to say that if we're so arrogant not to listen, thinking he's not going to honor his, his word, he can't deny himself. When he releases a prophetic word through the prophets, he cannot deny himself. He has to fulfill the word. If something's of God, it's going to come to pass. Acts 5.39. Can't stop it. So all these people out there pretending like, oh, that's not for me. That's not for me. Instead of going before the Lord saying, well, God, could that be me? Could that be me? I mean, I had to. I had to. And it was scary. I was thinking, oh, what is it going to find in me? He found a whole lot of stuff. He's still finding stuff. We're all jumping in there alongside of the sheep and cleaned up. Understand? So there's no more one man, one woman shows anymore. It's no more showboating. He's saying, get in, all hands on deck. We're all doing this thing together. I'll get into that in a second too. But you're finding people becoming very blunt and very, very truthful because the closer you get to love, God is the God of love, but he's a God of all truth. Truth is walking into the room. Because that's how true love is. God is love. And if you don't believe this or understand it, it's probably because your generation never talked about anything. 75% still don't. While the ones who have gotten honest before God do. I can point out leaders and I can point out their sheep, the healthy flocks from the unhealthy flocks. You can tell the difference. The healthy flocks are following hard after and they're, they're, obe they're obeying God no matter what. He says, go left, you go left. He says, go right, you go right. And he, they're just moving with the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. He says, bow down before me, before me 24 hours a day for evening worship and prayer all night long. You're doing that. Going to revival, Ashbury, doing that. But the rest of them seem like they're scattered. They're all over the place, still doing their own thing, trying to be the one-man show, one-woman show, trying to showboat, trying to be the center of attention like a 15-year-old. We're seeing both streams. We're seeing both streams. So you can tell the definite difference now in some of these different uh, herds that are running around. I have to call them herds, but <laughs> sheep herds. We're sheep herds. <laughs> sheep herders if you're a leader. <laughs> anyway, so there are some fabulous 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 there's some fabulous fabulous truth leaders there's some fabulous truth leaders out there actually and um who have been very very honest with themselves in this hour and with god about their heart conditions and we're saying for you good job good job in stepping up to the plate and getting honest before me because you saved yourself a lot of time and a lot of heartache so you're not going to be going through the same testing that these people who have been dishonest before god are fixing to go through it's all starting in C2. Told you. I don't want to say that like that, but he told you. I didn't tell you. I, I'm just. Give me. But yeah, he told you. Told us all. So the traditional mindset that, that I find in the church right now 
that God is cleaning up is the shh. We brush those things under the rug of the love covers a multitude of sin cloth. That's that. That's what the people that do, that's what they do that don't talk about anything. And that's this mindset that's gotten 75% of the church stuck underneath the apparatus of religion. This we don't talk about it. Love covers a multitude. No, 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 no. We don't talk about that. No. You'll stir up strife. They use that clause too. You'll stir up strife. We don't stir up strife here. No, when you, what you do when you don't talk about anything is you let the elephant in the room get bigger and bigger and bigger and your congregation gets more dysfunctional and dysfunctional and dysfunctional. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I also ask that you would deal with this. Um, the other thing I'm finding too is that Laura was talking about this yesterday about how many leaders have allowed Jezebel up into their leadership. How on earth do you expect to get blessed if you've let the front runner for the Antichrist spirit get up around you in your leadership? Manipulators, the controllers. How do you, God's not going to operate there. What happens to the head trickles down. What you've invited then in your head is you've invited a lot of dysfunctional people who are spreading their own bitterness of soul from the head down. And everybody recognizes. Let me tell you, some of you have offended some of your staff because you've got truth people out there who have served you for years. They've been loyal to you for years. And yet you've allowed this crap up in and around yourself because of your, your ego bentness, being needing your ego stroked. That's the problem. That's part of the conversation today, too. So you allowed these people in and around you that would stroke your egos instead of tell you the truth. They're yes men, yes women. Hence you have all these true godly men and women who have been sitting back loyally waiting for God to say something and trying to say something. He's getting up in your mix. And he's starting to force you to either clean up your houses or be shut down. And most most of you, some of you, I'm not going to say some of you, most of you is probably the more truthful way to say that, have already been disqualified. And so I don't know what to tell you, but stay with me. You've done that. There's still hope for you. So for those of you who are stuck underneath this clause, this is going to be a white knuckle ride for you during C2. And you're either going to love me or hate me for telling you this, but I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to love you because I know that most of you don't even know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing because of the mindset you're operating under. But, you know, honestly, you know, we, we get so many people who get so mad at us right now because of the truthness of this and telling you what's just the mandate of the ministry. Help bring people back into God's love and into God's glory. How do we? How do you think that happens? If I can tell you the truth, and and no one's beating up on anybody. It's it's just like Elijah when Ahab got so mad at Elijah. He's like, "You never tell me anything good about myself. I don't like that prophet. He's mean to me. He hurts my feelings. He takes my toys. I don't like him. Don't bring him around up in here." But yet, who's the first person you go after and look at? How many people come and listen to the replays and stuff of this ministry because of the truthfulness? But God's cleaning house. And, you know, God is smart enough not to put weapons into the hands of reckless people. And it's the same people I find time and time and time again who try to come in and shut us down or whatever you think you're accomplishing. Acts 539 will overthrow it every time. But it's amazing to me. You want the power, but you don't want to do what we've done to get what we've got. And not like we're a tell-all be-all. But the truth is, is that there's a mandate to come up higher into this new level right now. And we see so many people making excuses to stay the same. And God's like, you're not coming in. You're not bringing your dirty feet near my heart or in my house. You can stay out in the outer courts if that's the way you choose to be. And until you're ready to get honest about your heart conditions, even on the revs or outside, wherever you choose to do it, Lord said, I'm still going to expose who you really are. Lord, you says you can't hide it in this hour. You cannot ever hide who you truly are. You may convince yourself you're okay, but your sin finds you out. And, and I don't know, there's, there's something too about when you come out from underneath the apparatus of religion, there's something to being able to be okay with your sin. Um, and being able to Know your weaknesses, your flaws, and when you start drawing yourself like yourself, and 
you you know it's okay. Loves you. Loves you. But the problem is, is that when we start um, demanding come up higher and attain new weapons in the spirit, in a dysfunctional heart, in a dysfunctional mindset, God's saying, no, I'm not going to put a gun into the hand of a three-year-old who would hurt my in their refusal to change. So that's a spirit of entitlement that's operating on some of you out there who think that it's your right. Well, God loves us all. God has given us all portions of the kingdom. That is true, but there are different spiritual laws operating on different levels that you have to abide in in order to have those weapons. So you may be a legend in your own mind, but you're not in his. He sees your mind. He sees your heart. So until you get cleaned up, like he's demanding for you to do, then you're not going anywhere. So anyway, I'll I'll get off my soapbox there. But you have to be okay with your flaws. That's good. That's true. But you also be I have to be honest with God and honest with you. Or are you one of those who try to make everyone again think that you're really who you say you are? Because again, a lot of things that you think you're hiding from people, that this is something else he told me today too. A lot of these people, a lot of the sheep and leaders think now that nobody sees their flaws. Nobody sees who they really are. When you don't understand that everybody's got fivefold giftings, everybody sees and senses through the eyes of God and your sin is showing up in different ways around you because God's letting it now because you've chosen not to get free some of you and so God is like well I told you I'm demanding God loves you enough not to leave you there by the way he loves you enough not to leave you there so he's allowing it to show up in these different ways and some of you that have been attacking them who've been teeth gnashers just showing us who you are you're proving God so right about every single thing that He already knows about you, but we forgive. We forgive you. You really don't know who you. Who, you don't have any idea what you're doing right now. But I will tell you, when your eyes are open, if your eyes are ever open, you're going to be really embarrassed when you figure out what you've done. You're going to feel like a biggest, the biggest fool on the face of the. I'll leave you with that. I'm embarrassed for some of you. When you come into the mind of Christ, it's intercede too. Again, are you feeling the influx of witchcraft? Are you feeling the influx of witchcraft? And by the way, I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not trying to be abrasive. I'm trying to help you step into freedom. If I keep saying it over and over and over again, I'm hoping maybe somebody will listen. I think that's what God is telling me. That's why He keeps giving me these messages over and over again. I'm thinking, God, can we just get something encouraging like last week? Last week was, or Tuesday was awesome. I like messages like that. Yeah, that's good and fine. I think he throws those in there here and sporadically, but he's trying to, he loves this 75% group of people so much. And I argued with him over this. And you think I'm kind of a jerk for saying this, but I was like, I felt like Jonah. I was like, Jonah don't want to go. I don't want to go there. And he's like, yeah, I want you to go there. I want you to minister to that group of people. I'm thinking, they don't like you. They don't even want to hear, they don't even think they need you, God. They think they're okay. They're also self-righteous. He's like, well, I want them all, Missy. I created them. I want them. So go after them, please. Will you go do this for me? And I said, yes, sir. We'll go do this thing. So here we are. As our nation enters into one of the highest pinnacles of warfare. You haven't noticed it. What happens? The natural is happening by the spirit. They did to 45. They're doing the highest levels of the body of Christ right now. The cult is in it. In it to win it. Both sides are in it to win it, actually. And we've already read the end of the book. We win. Hallelujah. And the only problem for the enemy, notice I said the enemy, is that God has already preordained the players, the game itself, and its strategy. Rita, see you guys. And, you know, this is bad news. I hate to say this for those, some of you who, have demanded to play by the rule books of an old season. This is bad. <laughs> because the problem is for this new season, the game has changed. So God's had to bring in warriors who he predestined before time began. And they're they're non-religious. We're non-religious. Uh, but God, and I, this is bad news. <clears throat> I hate to bring this to you, but 
This is what he's been showing me. <clears throat> Clear my throat before I say this. Um, some of you people don't understand. And some of you people, I don't know if you sought the Lord before you did something. and Or God just allowed you to stumble upon something information-wise in past seasons. Where you hijacked a move long ago that God was going to use season. That's what I'm sensing happened. Um, but you hijacked God's, some of his ideas and concepts, and you took them as your own through a spirit of religion and tried to understand them through the mindset of Phariseeism. And, and you have to understand that some of the concepts for this new move are only, only going to be understood through a mind and a heart of truth. That's the only way you're going to understand. And so I believe this happened 25 years ago. And God allowed these people to steward some of those moves to a certain point until God readied his new players for this new move. New players with new equipment, new firepower, and weapons that this world has never seen. So God is saying, stop. Stop it. For those of you who are trying to buck God in this new hour. Because although he used you in a past season, it doesn't mean he can't invite you into the new move. But you're going to have to play by a different set of rules. And it's going to be God's new laws on this level if you want to be included in the move. No one thinks they're better than you. No one thinks anything. We're all just trying to get the job done. That's all. But what I'm finding is because instead of honoring God on this level, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be really blunt about this. This is a hard word. Some of you are making fools of yourselves and showing God what he already knew which is why some of you disqualified yourselves for the move itself. I'm glad to see you, Ms. Weitzel. And the saddest part that, of the conversation that I can tell is that, you know, some of you, if you'll just repent, if you'll just repent and get honest with God about you, what you refuse to do in past seasons, at least then you'd have a plan B. But many of you are so self-righteous that you won't. Notice I said not righteous, self-righteous. You're, you're righteous in your own eyes, but God sees your condition. And he's trying. He wants to include you. But you think, a lot of you think you know more than God. If you've been listening over here, these people over here, they're, they're faithful. They're always on here. They're getting the deliverance as they listen. Not that that means anything, but it does. It matters to God. He, he sees who's trying and who's not. He sees who thinks they've got it all figured out, and who doesn't? If my people, you remember the scripture, it says, if my people who are, called, who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. That doesn't just mean the land of America. It means your individual lands. you got to humble yourself first. got to realize that we were all uh, exposed to the apparatus of religion at some point, some way. Because it was put in place by the CIA. <laughs> okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. It was purposely put in place by a bunch of Satanists trying to hold back the church, thinking that they were going to keep us from stepping into all truth. But little did they know, God's in. Thank God. So, God, what God is seeing right now from some of you in your you owe me attitude. You owe me, God. You owe me. I've been doing this for years. Notice the I, 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 me, my, my, mine attitude. Because I did this or I did that for you. But what your heart seems to overlook is that your own heart condition and its pride is what got you into trouble. But I'm not your enemy. Okay? I'm not your enemy. However, I will say this to some of you is if you persist in the actions that some of you are operating in, mainly witchcraft prayers. God's been warning you about this for months, months now. And I'm sensing this come to a head. Started the day before you. Where I woke up and I, I heard the Lord say, Enough! I've had it. And I know enough about the emotions of the Lord because of operating in his heart for all my life where I've just recognized as an intercessor when he takes me of mercy, 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 grace, 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 grace. And I start to feel the truth rise up. 
and he starts sending in truth prophets around people. And then I'm sensing the bluntness of truth rise up and it's getting sharper. And all of a sudden God says enough judgments here enough of that. And I watch it every time I've seen it so many times. I can't count it on both. And when I've seen God get into that place, I know that judgment's about to hit some people. But that's between some of you. Okay. For the good people trying to run hard after God and get cleaned up, this message. God's trying to teach you how to keep running through. Trying to keep, keep running through. And by the way, I want to say this too. The Lord is, what I've noticed too, the Lord gave me this right before I got on today. Um, where the Lord is saying that some of these people are just crapsters, okay, who release this witchcraft mess around his people. And they just, they're negative Nellies. All they want to do is stir up strife. That's all they've done all their life. And so they're trying to get you into the same spirit that they're operating in and making you angry and bitter like the Jezebel on them. like. Because they, they get a, they, they're narcissistic. They get a rise up. And the Lord's saying, don't allow the same demons of these enemies to get onto you. Because they want you to behave as badly as they're behaving. And because if you do, that would justify their ability not to have to change. The Lord says, don't give in. Don't do it. Because I'm going to force them to It's my way in this hour or hit the highway. Which brings us to Numbers 26, 1 through... 51. Oh. I hope that you do. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Brings us talking about Balaam was a fail fail. And you know, I hate to say this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this is what he gave me today. The stupid thing about Balaam's prophets. You know about a Balaam's prophet? They, they're people that have fivefold giftings. But they use them through their emotions. And they use them, usually if they're driven by their emotions, for evil. Because you know how your emotions are. They're like a roller coaster. You go up one day and down the next. Up one day and down the next. And if you're angry, you give way to that thing. But it takes a, a heart of discipline to know God's ways. That's what the point of C2 is about. To teach you the mind of Christ versus or the heart of God versus the heart of the enemy. And the mind and the way the enemy thinks. If you can take your thoughts captive during C2, <clears throat> pardon me, because C2 is all about strange fire versus Holy Ghost fire. And it's the enemy in his witchcraft coming in, trying to make people behave. And he's basically, God's allowing it to allow everything that's not of God to come to the surface of a heart and of a vessel. So people are going to be acting really weird between April 30th and September 15th, by the way. Um, and that's just part of the C2 process. You have four chambers to your heart. We have four chambers to our C2 is chamber two of God's heart. It's the fiery testings of God that we go through every year. It's a deliverance season. It's a heavy duty stressful. Season if you haven't gotten uh, a lot of healing and a lot of deliverance, but you know what I really, really think is happening this year with the body of Christ is because we're longing to see justice. We're longing to see truth show up. And God's saying, if you follow the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm bringing you into all truth. And I'm going to let you see justice in your days. But never, you're going to be amazed. You're absolutely going to be amazed because of the amount of truth walking into the room. And we're at the very end of this test right now. We're at the very end of this test as a body. Where we're now stepping up into high levels of firepower into the glory. Hi, good afternoon. Good to see you guys. And but this is part of how God is differentiating between the truth and the lie is to teach us the true prophets from the false prophet. Okay. He's trying to teach us. So this is how you know a true prophet from a false prophet. Balaam was a fail fail. Everybody knows the terminology about a Balaam's prophet, right? If you know anything about a Balaam's prophet, the stupid thing about Balaam's prophets are that they're just like their asses, except that their asses are smarter than they. At least the asses, who had their eyes opened, knew when to stop before God almost killed them. You know the story about Balaam's prophet? He was he kept beating up his ass and beating up his ass as donkey. <laughs> that sounds 
that. He beat up his donkey. But the donkey was smarter than him because he saw the angel of the Lord on the road. And he knew that God was right in front of him. And so some people in this hour are actually going to have their eyes opened at the last minute to see the cross swords of the Lord right in front of them, saying, you do this, strike you dead. This is the seriousness of the hour of why that we're now walking in. Imagine that. Something to think about. But understand what really got Balaam into trouble? It was because Balaam was always needing to have you understand that story? And Balak, the king, did just that. Do you only do things when God uses someone to stroke your ego? Is that what you're really about? I mean, that's something we have to consider in this hour of sheep. If, if we only do things and serve Christ, even as lead, especially as leaders, when people stroke our egos, then we're still in it for, with the wrong motive. Our hearts are still wrong. And that goes back to when I stated before being having people that are like legends in their own minds. Because the people whose hearts are really for God's people are sowing in humility, always wanting the best. Becoming like mama bears in their attempt to protect uh, those, those people, not wanting to see them get hurt or allowing wolves to bring harm. These are the true shepherds I see God raise power within the new move. And I see them genuinely loving the sheep. And they've rolled up their sleep right along out of them to get in the trenches with them. these are the times God's raising up. And so I'm that moves me into that leaves me into um the people who have chosen to do things their own way and lead the sheep astray in their attempt to be religious. Always forcing God to discipline them. Because the saddest part about people, it's just like the devil. If you know anything about the devil, before he was kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him. And if you know anything about the devil, the devil was the lead angel, lead strategist around the throne of God. and. The problem with that was, was that his attitude was, if I can't have it, neither can. And I'm going to take as many down with me as I possibly can. So you have to go remember then too the spiritual law that states what happens at the head trickles down for those leaders who are, who've gotten themselves disqualified in this hour. And so for those of you picking up someone else's offensive, offenses, Balaam, that's what Balaam did with Balaam. He picked up his offense. And then he was going to go curse Israel. For God's sake, if you do this in this hour, if you follow leaders like that, if you other leaders follow other leaders like that, and you keep picking up each other's offenses, the Lord is saying, you'll all get judged. You understand? Because you'll be touching the anointing. The wrong. And those of you who think you've seen the anointing, you consider yourself anointed, you haven't seen anything yet. You've seen nothing. Which is, I'm fixing to show you the truth and a lie. But just like Moses had commanded people in their, his day to separate themselves from those who kept practicing their own pra religious practices, that would be under the pharisaical mindset or practices like the apparatus of religion. We've talked about it a million times. It's an apparatus of death. And God's been desperately trying to get people to listen, to get out from underneath it because of all the damage that it's done to the body of Christ by not allowing the body to be truly uh, who Christ made them to be. And so people come into church and they're trying to get healing and then they run into these crazy people who, and I have to say this too, man, for some of the, I know that the church is supposed to be a healing center, but some of the crazy people you run into church, it's no wonder people are leaving church. It's no wonder because I used to spend time. I tried to go back to church and there were, I've never met so many spiritual schizophrenics in my whole life where people say one thing, 
one one day and they act one way another day and then they want to try to convince me that they're god's child and it's like you're no more of jesus than the man of the moon you're the devil's spawn i mean and i'm seeing it all over the body of christ right now so no wonder we've got so many people leaving the church it's because of all the spiritual schizophrenics and so they're god specifically took the body the true body out of church if you found yourself leaving church that's why this ministry has been raised up by god because we're not called to the church believe it or not we're called to people who left the church we're called to the people who left the church refusing to compromise true love we refuse to be who the church tried to give or express christ to be when only jesus can reveal who he truly is to our heart so instead of dealing with people wearing a bunch of plastic masks, a bunch of all this apparatus death crap, I mean, it, it's just like, yuck. No thanks. Keep your dead God. I'm going to go find the one who's alive. And he's alive and well. Trust me. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His name is Jesus. Love is alive. God bring to, came to bring life and to bring it to the fullness overflowed. But Moses commanded his people because of that mindset. Stay away from these people. Stay away from these people. Because they refused to change. <clears throat> and they kept practicing their abominable religious practices. And because we have so many leaders today leading the sheep astray, they think they're fine. But they now entered into the spirit of the enemy or Satan himself. And that was hard. When I got that word today, I thought, man, hard to wrap your head around. Really? They don't even know they're operating in the spirit of Satan? It's the Antichrist spirit. And so everybody's used to hearing this word, the Antichrist, the Antichrist. Oh, okay, he's not here yet. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's alive and well. He is alive. And God is trying to show you the devil is alive and well amongst you. He's come into the church. He's always been able to get into the four walls. Just as the church became so much like him, they weren't able to recognize the difference anymore. <clears throat> so a lot of the truthful believers left the church, and God allowed them to do that in order to protect them. So now he's going after them because that's actually the church. Everybody else that stayed stuck under this apparatus of religion, good luck, you're living a lot. <laughs> so... When the enemy knew he'd been caught, though, the same thing happened to Satan when he was in heaven. When he knew he'd been caught trying to usurp God's throne, which is what's happening to some of these leaders right now, they know they've been caught. They know they've been bought. They know that they've compromised. They didn't do what God told them to do in past seasons. So just like Satan back, back then, he knew he was about to get kicked out. So he thought, just like he's trying to do to the ship right now on earth, let's take as many down with us as we can believe a level of selfishness involved in that that's what you'd expect from the devil that's him that's what he is he comes to steal kill and destroy so their attitudes are if i have to go down everybody's going down that's what we see in government that's what we see in the church we see it on all seven mountains after we see the whole mindset of if i go down everybody's going down there's no self taking responsibility for what you failed to do so the devil in his wrath and anger towards God is setting up all these Balaam's prophets trying to lead God's people astray, just like in Israel's day. It happened then, it happens now. There's no difference. History repeats itself. Where Satan's coming as a deceiving serpent under the apparatus of religion and through wrong teaching and not the obvious in your face devouring and if you think about it satan did it because he knew he lost his position as the lead angel and that will bring honestly that to me that would bring out the best or the worst in anybody actually so the balaam's then if you understand who balaam's prophets are they've always been spawns of satan because they never felt worthy a day in their life of serving God. Never felt worth 
So their mindsets basically are, well, if I serve the enemy at least, I'll feel it like I'm important as opposed to having to do things God's hard way, which inquires me getting cleaned up. So to me, we have a people group here. We have three people groups formulating, right? And two of them are obviously wrong. And only one is actually chosen to get clean God's way. And I was thinking this today when I was asking the Lord about the people who entered the promised land. And when you think about the people who went through all they went through in Egypt, of Egypt, they plundered Egypt, they, they, they actually weren't the ones who actually didn't enter in. It was their next generation. Because they had to be, they had to die off. God let them die off. And so they go through this crossing the Red Sea experience, and then they wander around for 40 years because of their own disobedience to God. Hey, Connie, it's good to see you. So God is helping us figure out who's who in this big puzzle piece to figure out where we stand within it. Where are you? you know who you, who's you are and who you are? Because the new move... It's not just about the apparatus of religion. And it's definitely not Jesus plus something else. Okay? It's, Jesus didn't add to or take away from. That's what he told us not to do. It's Jesus is God and only that truth will be accepted. Okay? So God said, do not add to, do not take away from. He didn't want you adding your own version of who you think he is versus who he says he is. You don't have to help God be God. He's God all by himself. The Lord's saying in this hour to the obedient, are you devoted to God no matter what? Because for the obedient, your wanderings are about to come to an end. The nation's wanderings are about to come to an end. We're already crossing over into God's glory so he can finish the rest of his story through us, in us, and around us. Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see everybody. I don't think I had that up there. If I can get okay, so this leads us to the three people groups. Then, and again, only one people group is crossing over. I think another leader said it was four, but I'll even break it down to three now. And this is interesting what he showed me the three people groups <clears throat> that God's separating out are those who rebel against God, by the way, they were swallowed up. At core, like the sons of core, these people are about to be swallowed up. They failed God. Those who defy God, just like the enemy, the devil and his followers, these are the Balaams, they're cast out of heaven. And those who obey the Lord, they crossed over into their promised lands. And so the Lord's saying, don't allow yourself to get defiled. Power. Know who's who. Because the problem that we're even seeing now is even this third people group that's crossing over, the enemy's coming after you. And he's trying to get you disqualified and defiled because you don't have the guts to stand up to the rebellious or the defilers with the truth. Don't become a yes man. Don't you dare become a yes man. This is not the hour for that. You need to stand up and who, be who you say you are. <clears throat> and, and these people... You cannot help a leader who just wants his ego stroked or wants her ego stroked. You can't have that. You have to have truthful people make it in this house. If not, we'll fall prey to these other things. Which leads us to Luke 2, 36-52. <clears throat> what keeps you from being defiled? Immersion. Is your heart immersed? What do I mean by this, actually? Um, if you read the story about Jesus, and you know how Jesus was a little boy and his family took him to the town <clears throat> where Anna was at. She was a prophetess. She was a daughter. She was a widow. And she was now actually 84 years old, but she served in the temple of the Lord all the time. She was there. Always there. And all she hungered for was the Lord. So she worshiped the Lord day and night. And she was a praiser and a half. Always praising the Lord in the temple. Until she came upon 
the young Jesus as he and his family had entered the city. So she met a soul, a like soul. Are you meeting other people like yourself who are like-minded and, and they, they, they evoke that hunger of Christ? And they're like, oh my gosh, we've got to get to church. We, and, and, and I've noticed this, by the way, in one of my best friends, and this is where this, this quality really stood out to my spirit because my best friend, one of my best friends, I won't tell you where she lives. I have two best friends, actually, but one of them lives in Australia. And my Australian best friend, every time I get off the phone with her or on the phone with her, she's always pointing me to Christ. And, and I may be having a bad day. Something's going on. And she's like, oh, Missy, but Jesus said this and da, 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 da. And let me, and he said this, and this is the prophecy I heard recently prophet and da, 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 and this confirms the prop and by the time i get off the phone i am all stoked i'm happy i'm focused back on christ i'm re-immersed in christ do your friends do that for you do, do you surround yourself with people like that because in this hour this is what it's going to take you've got to be of like soul like spirit the spirit bears witness with the spirit but what anna didn't know is the lord himself the one she had been worshiping had surrounded her. Surrounded her. And just like Anna, Jesus did their business. and the, Then they decided to leave. And like Anna, Jesus, as a little boy, couldn't get enough of God. He stayed behind. And his family just assumed that he was friends who had traveled with them. But he wasn't. He was too drawn to the temple to help God's people worship them. He was the immerser now stepping in the mist. He was coming to visit like he's doing his people. Are you wanting to get immersed in so God can finish the story? Or are you just like all these other people wanting to do status quo and God saying, you got to go. You're not part of my kingdom. Notice how I didn't expect to say all this. That just came out of my spirit. But that's what he's saying in this hour. The immerser's here. I'm ready to immerse you and let people know that kingdom is near. And so they were immersed in Christ day and night. And Anna was not only immersed, she was surrounded by God. Are you surrounded by God? Oh my goodness. And just like Jesus' parents, they actually were absolutely astounded to find him in the temple. But the best thing, and, and, and I, I think the best thing I read about this was when Jesus's mother found him. And he said, why did you so caught up in her flesh that why did you do this to her? And then he said, why would I want to be anywhere else? I was near the father. And she never forgot that. Her own mother remembered until the very end. Crucified. Remembered what he did. I want to be near the Father. I always want to be in the always want to be helping his people. And he walked in the spirit day and night because he wanted to be immersed. He was immersed. He was the immerser. Which brings us to broken and with difficult people. You know, I know because the hour's late right now, and I, we're talking about C2, and we're talking about the level of witchcraft rising for the nation. I know a lot of you are. And even church leaders are under stress, not knowing really what to say to some of the shit. Except to try to keep focused on God, which could, is the best thing you could ever do. You want to stay focused. He's the only one knows the way out. And through. And he's already told you the end. the end of the story is through the glory. And then stepping into the latter glory, which is what we're doing right now, but in order to maintain that, you're going to have to carry a banner of truth, banner of love, banner of truth. And it's what David carried. David and Joab were facing severe war times, and they'd been actually leading their armies against the enemies in the north, and then they got attacked on the other side. They're like, what else, God? What else? What else? What more do we have to deal with in this hour? We've got enough on our plate. They're like that. Witchcraft. Rearing up. And by the way, they're losing. God, they're losing. Because the intercessors are breaking through. We're, you're learning how to pray. You're learning how to take authority over the, 
the word weapons and the macro spells and the micro spells. Hello, you want to attack those word weapons between or that that those things are made up of. And then you want to attack their laws. You want to attack their spells, their magic. I'm telling you the answers that within those macro micro spells that hold back the true prophet's words, the true king's decree. Something's up, God, it's going to go free. But you need to be saying over those macro micro spells on the international, federal, state, city, county, and person. You need to be addressing them, 1 Kings 1.14, if they're of God or not, identified. If not, let them fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37, 38. If they're in writing, shatter them. If God didn't write it, didn't speak it, didn't have to honor your right. Everybody try. it's amazing to me how these people try to use these weapons. And they're so stupid because they won't get cleaned up. And, that, and God's not going to honor you, what you're doing. Did you understand? He's not obligated. And it sounds mean for me to say the way I'm saying things, but I'm frustrated with some, some people because we get, keep getting hit by these types of people praying these witchcraft prayers. And then some of you are goofy enough to try to use the blood of Jesus. He didn't lay down his blood for your witchcraft. Are you crazy? You can get yourself struck dead. So it just all falls to the ground. Limitations 3, 30, 70, 38. Thank God. Thank God. And then we've got the goofy occult trying to use it. Oh, another, ooh, another real bright star in the sky. So whatever so david then he was seeing the the battle open up on another front but it wasn't strong and he knew god was in full control and god kind of like he is now but he also knew that it was during times like that that he could see how the people around him felt like god abandoned them and david was like nope 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 god's still here keep your focus they focused on him and so he didn't run away. And instead, he stepped into that immersion process. He stepped it into those higher levels of truth. Hello, if you want to operate and come up into higher firepower above the witchcraft, you're going to have to get free from you. That's the only way that's going to, that's the only thing that's going to bring you out and through. That's the only thing. That's why I told you for three years, you got to get free, you got to get free, you got to get free because I want to use you in the kingdom. But if you've chosen to stay your own way and do things your own way, you have nobody to blame but you. You can't get mad at the prophets and at people like myself for telling you, hey, this is the way walking in it. This is the way walking in it. This is the way walking in it. We feel like broken records. And God's trying to tell you the whole time. Stand up. Grow up. Get free so you can show up and come up. He's trying to show us. But it entails. Also standing up in truth and in a boldness with Christ. In this hour, God's for bold people. And David knew who he was, and he knew whose. He wasn't shying away from how to get victory. Shy away from how to get victory because of what it might cost. It cost Christ everything. It cost him everything. The Holy Spirit. I will go there. Do you realize that some of these, I'm getting off track, but not really. The people that choose to serve and be yes men, stay by the Balaams and just stroke their egos and things like this, they're now realizing that they went with a losing team. Why? Because they're, they're losing fire. So what we're seeing is we're seeing the people groups being differentiated now, the people who choose to operate in love, love for the sheep, and those who chose to serve self. We, we're seeing the true heart's condition now being exposed. So if you were one of these people, one of these sheep even, one of these leaders even, who it mattered, numbers mattered to you, a successful image mattered, without realizing that God was going to use nobodies, because he realized how polluted the church already was. So he didn't have any other choice but to pick nobodies. Just like he did the Gideons, just like he did the Moseses. He had to start with fresh hearts who were out on the backside of the mountain, just like he did it with David. David was a nobody. He was a bastard child in his family. His father was, a, was ashamed of him. God says, I'm going to use nobody. Not only am I going to use this nobody, I'm going to make him a king. And he, had, he got chased by his Saul's, but he learned how to fight. And he learned how to stay close to a holy God. And he learned how to do it with love. He 
God's own heart. He knew how to take responsibility for his shortfalls. He didn't run away from his from his mistakes. He didn't do it when he, when he screwed up with Bathsheba. The prophet came to him and he's like, uh, I'm busted. I own it. Okay. Had to pay for it. Lost his that son. But he got up. He cleaned himself up. He washed him off. But he got back up for battle. He stepped back up into truth because he realized God was in full control. He knew God was good. He knew he was the one that had messed up, not God. He took full responsibility. Part of a trust test. It had nothing to do with pharisaical religion. He wasn't a part of going to be a part of Saul's kingdom. That. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you, Miss Berger. It's so good to see you. But David learned the lesson well to never stop marching underneath God's banner. Never let go of the truth. Because truth sets you free. Don't you know how good it feels when, when you've been having to endure injustices from people and then all of a sudden everybody's eyes are open. Boom, the truth's here. <gasps> everybody's busted who chose not to operate it and you're set free. Justice has prevailed. You know how good that feels? We missed you too. Really did miss you. It's a blessing to see you, girl. But David wasn't afraid of this type of a challenge. He wasn't afraid of confronting people in bold truth. Bold truth. And in this hour, if you're going to stand up in Christ and be who you are, he's going to require you to face some hard conversations sometimes. You're going to have to tell people, nope, that's not God. Sorry, that's not God. So anyway, that's how we win every battle. That's how David won every battle. That's how we can win every battle is to stay up into the truth, stand up in truth. So this brings us to Proverbs eleven fifteen, And it states that he who puts up security and guarantees a debt for an outsider will, sh- will surely suffer for his foolishness. But he who hates or declines being a guarantor, guarantor is secure from its penalty. You get what God's saying here? First of all, to me, this is what this says. For people who are picking up other people's offenses, people who are choosing to walk in their own ways, and then they they demand, when they know the season's changing, and they sense the move is changing, but then you got these two people groups, maybe three, uh, trying to come in and say, you're wrong, it's about me. And God's saying, no, wrong, it's about me, <laughs> not you, has nothing to do with you because your eyes have always been on you. And and so this is about people who try to demand to be right, even though God's been in their face telling them that they're very, very wrong. And that's all a pride issue, spirit of the Antichrist. So we all get to choose. We get to choose. So just like you get to choose today, you're going to go have yourself a great Friday, rest of your Friday. Then hopefully I'll see you on Tuesday. And, and the best part of the day is that, you know, if you want to know the truth, you, you may have some crazy people coming at you these days. Guys, we have some crazy people coming at us. They've lost their ever-loving minds, but they really have. Um, but we st- we're still tar- charged to love them. They really don't know what they're doing. With that, I'll leave you with that. I'm going to go take off and finish my Friday. You guys go have yourself a great Friday yourself. And then hopefully I'll see you back on Tuesday. A 15 minute. See ya.